Good afternoon and welcome to Living Permaculture on KDNK. I'm your host, Vanessa Harmony of Colorado Edible Forest Plant Nursery at Rivendell Farms in Spring Valley of Glenwood Springs. On today's episode, I'm interviewing Amy Kush of Berkta Botanicals in Fort Collins, Colorado, Northern Colorado's only specialized medicinal plant nursery and medicinal plant education center. The mission of Berkta Botanicals is to grow the most nourishing plant medicine for customers' wellness and to provide exceptional agroecology education for medicine growers. Amy has a bachelor's degree in natural resources and a master's degree in agricultural sciences with a concentration in sustainable agriculture education from Colorado State University. Amy, welcome to the program. Hi, Vanessa. Thanks so much. I'm happy to be here and appreciate it. Our pleasure. Well, as it says on your website, you've been at the heart of healing plants since 2018. I was wondering if you could start by telling us about the inception of your business, uh, how, like, how did it come to be, and also what is the significance of the name Berkta Botanicals? Yeah, sure. So I always, I feel like I'm always refining um, sort of my approach to the inception of the business only because time is such an interesting concept. And when I look back at time, it feels like I've, I've been growing towards this my whole life, um, if that makes sense. But in a more, I guess, functional manner, um, I, I grew up in, in Western Massachusetts in a family that um, included dairy farmers and vegetable growers and really spent a large portion of my childhood in the woods um, and in the creeks and the rivers um, where I grew up in Western Mass. And I feel like that in itself, like that communing with the heart of like the deep, rich, dark forest litter as a, as a youngster um, was the seed for anything I do now. Um, that has to do with healing plants um, because I definitely feel like those plants of that space and time in the Westfield River watershed where I grew up um, held me in a way that maybe other parts of my world couldn't or didn't um, hold me as, as a human on this earth. So, but practically um, in a more practical manner, um, I was always, quote unquote, always, a let's say diversified specialty crop production grower. Um, and when I started, when I stepped out of more like apprentice employee roles as a vegetable grower into um, my own CSA management and ownership in 2014, um, it was really driven heavily by adrenaline and um, in so many ways for me. The the business of the CSA, Community Supported Agriculture world for me in Northern Colorado was very, um, it was just go, 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 go. Um, uh, the marketing um, aspect in a market that's pretty saturated, even in 2014, it, it drew from a place of me that I don't want to say felt disingenuous, but 
I just was, I wasn't seeing the connection in my heart of like pushing CSA shares and um, actually like being in the soil. So, and I, and I need that. I'm a person that really needs that. Some folks are better at juggling all those aspects. But I continued on um, managing farms um, and in, right around 2016, 2016, 2017, I started working with medicinal plants in a more intentional way to heal things for myself, like really bad chronic migraines um, and also some, some like PTSD, for lack of a better term, um, from postpartum depression. And so sort of reckoning with a lot of old wounds. And the only thing that seemed to sort of cut through all of that was um, were medicinal plants. And the f farming, the way that I had been farming, had actually been a really great numbing tactic to not have to face those wounds. Um, when you're growing vegetables at the CSA scale that I, you know, wasn't many people do for me, um, every month of the year was a to-do list coupled with, you know, thousands of, of other post-its, if you will, and having to hustle so hard consistently daily, monthly was a wonderful distraction from healing. Mm -hmm. And so um, all of that ushered me to start to slow down and work with plants that, that actually by nature invite you as the grower to slow down also. Um, and so that really is the, um, like the birth story, if you will, of my transition, I say, into medicinal plant um, propagation and production. That's awesome. I love how you kind of got ordained by the forest growing up. And I also think it's interesting how even though you were in the uh, agricultural space, you were still stuck in a hamster wheel. So I'm so glad the plants guided you to your true calling. Yeah, they absolutely did. And what about the name Berkta Botanicals? What is that significance? Berkta is a uh, derivation, if you will, of a Celtic alpine goddess that had followers that stretched across um, sort of like the northern highlands of Europe a very, very long time ago. Berkta purportedly initially is a woman, a goddess who lived in the mountains and radiated like warmth and light in the winter, but also was a caretaker um, for children and animals and symbolized, you know, for folks who worshiped this goddess, that sort of maternal caretaking. And that resonates with me more than anything, I think, in terms of what do I want to be as a business or a grower um, that's involved in healing. I like it. Well, through your business, through Berkta Botanicals, I see you offer a medicinal plant nursery, an education center, consulting, and organic plant medicine that people can order online or pick up at the farm. And on top of all that, you're a mother, 
So I would ask you what your secret is, but I know you have the magic and wisdom of medicinal plants at your side. So that must be what powers you, right? Yes. Yep. You are 100% correct. (laughs) And do you ship plants nationwide? Because I saw that you have packages of medicinal plants available for sale online. I haven't. I haven't in the proper term, like, had a shipping aspect open, um, and that is because I haven't had the capacity and would love to. That's one of my goals for 2024. Yeah, this year I experimented with starting to ship plants, at least within Colorado, and so far it's worked out. Yeah, it it is possible. All right. That's good to know. I love your plants. Oh, how are your plants doing? <laughs> They're doing great. I need to get them in the ground. <laughs> and and yet they're still flourishing. Yay. Well, I'll just explain the background for our listeners that Amy purchased some plants for me. She's going to be planting in the ground soon. <laughs> Very soon, like today. And uh, in your consulting services, uh, do you have a particular type of client? Because I'm imagining homeowners maybe that want to grow more medicinal or perennial plants, but have there been other facets of your consulting? Yeah, that's a great question. I I actually find most um, clients come to me as homeowners who are looking to rehabilitate degraded soil. And that's that's the foundation where most most folks are coming to me from. They they need to work with, you know, a hard pan clay and want to know where to send soil tests to make sure there's not heavy metals. So um, in order to have a great foundation for medicinal plants that they want to grow. Um, Did you have a surge in demand for plants and consulting during the COVID shutdown? You know, it's interesting because during the COVID shutdown, I was still at the nascent, you know, beginnings of really getting the word out of what I was doing. And so while I didn't experience a surge of new clients, what I did experience was um, like an increase in quantity from the niche market that I already worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And through teaching at um local a local apothecary. Oh, would that be the Equinox Center of Herbal Studies or somewhere else? Yes, the Equinox Center of Herbal Studies. Okay. So how have you collaborated with the students and with the curricula there? Yeah, so I have been teaching I have been serving as a teacher for Laura, the owner and director of Equinox for Laura's program since 2017. Um, And so Laura runs a very rigorous and robust herbal um, medicine program with different stages and levels for students. There's a beginning and an advanced. And so I jump in and teach a lot of the plant production, propagation, everything from, you know, seed anatomy to post-harvest drying um, to her students. And that takes the shape of, you know, many different workshops throughout the year, um, either at the farm or in class. 
room as well with Laura. How cool. Yeah. I saw this year you offered a medicine farm school immersive called the Agroecological Medicine Farm, where students learned about soils, plant production, ecosystem science, and nutrition and nourishment. How did the class go, and will you be offering it again in 2024? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that, um, because time has been moving so fast. That class went great. It was um, such a wonderful group of folks. And a good friend of mine who is also an amazing holistic nutritionist, um, Aubrey Rice, co-taught with me as a nutritionist. And it was really beautiful um, because the folks that gathered, you know, were all coming with a really diverse set of interests in, in the immersive and had, you know, just wonderful life experiences to share and to connect what we were doing with, um, for example, you know, taking a look at irrigation laterals around the property that um, the property owner where I grow doesn't necessarily have water rights to, but taking a look at things like, hmm, like, I wonder if there's a surficial aquifer. Um, I wonder why, you know, the red clover, trifolium pretense growing around, you know, the irrigation lateral is so robust and like vital. Um, And so taking a look at things from the landscape level, where could we design beds? How have I designed beds and built soil to, um, you know, identifying beneficial insects like surface flies? Um, and what plants might we be growing that can do the triple, you know, duty job of, of feeding soil, providing medicine for the business, and more importantly, you know, community members and also creating habitat. So it was just beautiful, and um, of course it was too short, and I always do that. I think like two or two and a half hours is enough, and it should be longer. So I'm still always like learning and evolving, you know, how much information is is just the right amount to put into a certain, you know, amount of time. Yeah, actually I was surprised to see that it was only two and a half hours because it seemed like it could have been a day and a half. Yes, that is that is correct. <laughs> and how have you seen the field of herbal medicine and soil health develop in Fort Collins and in your local growing community? Yeah, so that's that is such a gosh, an area to explore. And I say that because I feel like most medicinal plant growers that I know, even if they're not at a production place, meaning, you know, maybe they're growing a lot of great quality herbs, but they're just sort of using them for their family and their friends, and it's not centered around a business structure, right? But all that is to say is, all of these growers that I that I know that grow plant medicine have a really intuitive sense for the holistic nature of plants and roots and microbial communities. And of course, it all makes sense that you know the healthier the healthier that we can approach working with ecosystems benefits everyone. And why wouldn't we you know be creating, for example? garden-based 
using the plants that were growing, using animal, you know, residue from animals that were raising in a really healthy manner. Um, so I, I, I just feel like by virtue of folks that are growing plants that are intended to treat um, living beings, that there is a really careful and an intentional approach to taking care of the soil. Um, in terms of like a more structured, like here's how herbal growers in Northern Colorado are like working with soil. That is and was my intention with um, with aggregate, a sort of side shoot to, I don't want to say formalize at all, but to sort of start gathering the stories of folks who are growing um, soil by growing medicinal plants. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of it in the terms of soil aggregate, but that makes a lot of even more sense now. So um, this is another of your endeavors called Aggregate Inc. It's a restoration nursery and growers collective. Um, So from what I found online, it appears you create an optional fund for members to contribute 1% of their sales to finance grants for farmers to grow and expand their perennial and medicinal crops and for nonprofit agriculture programs to educate regarding perennial and medicinal crops. Um, and then you also created the Drawing Shed, which is a virtual marketing and networking platform. Um, did I summarize that correctly? And tell us tell us more about those things. Yeah, no, um, you did amazing. And because there's a lot of different like moving pieces with aggregate and so just to, a little bit about the 1% um, fund for soil um, was self-funded by Berkda Botanicals Nursery Sales this year. And what that means is the pools of funding that Aggregate used to be able to fund projects that, um, for example, in the nonprofit Guidestone in Salida was an aggregate partner this year. Um, so it was funded through Berkeley Botanical. The idea was to grow um, the network of the 1% Soil for Health so that local businesses in communities where aggregate growers are um, have the option. For example, you go into maybe the Equinox of Herbal Studies and there's an optional like 1% for soil health and then that pool of funds is used to distribute to interested growers and nonprofits for 2024-2025. Those profits go towards the perennial plants that these folks receive, um, as well as like consulting and, and help with connecting and also communications and really the narrative and storytelling of how folks are growing soil health. So the 1% fund, um, I don't want to say it fell to the wayside, but I was doing this largely solo as a as a one woman show, and so what I focused on was actually getting you know the hundreds of yarrow, Achillea metaphyllum, and you know Agastache funiculum, Anatissa plants to folks around the state, and and didn't focus on like propositioning local businesses to see if they wanted to take part in the one percent for soil funds. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, you know, ne- this next year is a growing year to continue to see how I can um, expand efforts for that. Um, 
but the other pieces of aggregate that are really exciting, you know, is that I did, I was able to pull together a great group of folks, including um, Stone, Colorado, and a main nonprofit educational farm in Salida, um, sprouting up a, an amazing educational farm for youth um, development in Fort Collins, Colorado, um, well-fed farmstead, a diversified specialty crop uh, operation in here in Fort Collins, Colorado, um, Laurel's Farm, um, a growing, you know, a new growing production farm in Wellington, Colorado, and then the Aggregate Growers Collective, which um, is part of Aggregate, and the Aggregate Growers Collective stemmed from one of my grow sites is on an acre of um, a friend's property, a business partner, friend. And so there's an acre of land and, you know, gosh, a 20 by 50 hoop house that I utilize. And the field has been underutilized. Um, I use it for teaching. I, I use the, te the field itself as a teaching tool um, geared towards ecosystem restoration and have used that with programs. Medicine Farm School was a program, for example, that I ran in 2022, and that was a an entire, like, you know, season-long cohort of growers that worked and had their own plots to grow with, and it was coupled with, you know, curriculum and pretty intense class work as well. All that is to say is I thought, gosh, you know, the field isn't utilized. Um, why don't I pull together some interested beginning growers that I know and offer, you know, a section of the field? Um, I donated, or Burke to Botanicals, if you will, donated plants to the Growers Collective and donated overhead irrigation, which we actually didn't need to use this year, which was insane because of all the, you know, precipitation. Oh. And the idea of the Growers Collective was really like, let's get some medicinal plant growers in here who want to learn a little more like of the ins and outs of this is what it really means to be taking care of a plot of land with plants that at the end of the day will be harvested to be sold as medicine. Um, and so anyways, that was that's the Aggregate Growers Collective, which um, was also underneath Aggregate. The 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 circular economic piece here, which um, I don't want to forget, and I don't want folks to forget, is at the end of the day, I did my best to link up. I'm still linking up with buyers of medicinal quality, organically grown, regeneratively grown. I don't want to go into like lineages. You know, there's different lineages for all of these terms. Healthy, synthetic, chemical free organic medicine that's been grown with intention and love. Mm -hmm. So finding buyers who want those products at the end of the day, dried medicinal plant products. And that is sort of like closing the loop so that growers and aggregate have a direct link to those buyers. Um, and so that is the disjointed, messy world of aggregate. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, uh, I will have a closing question for you, but before we run out of time, um, Jerome Osentowski, my co-host, who was unable to join us today, he did want me to share some updates 
on his behalf. So I'll be back to you in just a moment, Amy. Uh, The first update from Jerome would apply to any practicing or burgeoning herbalist looking for a site to practice their trade. There is an opportunity for an herbalist to headquarter at Central Rocky Mountain Permaculture Institute on Basalt Mountain and make use of the established medicinal plants in the forest garden and greenhouses there, as well as other site and organizational infrastructure. So if anybody is interested in that, they can read more about the opportunity at crmpi.org slash crimpy dash livelihoods. And secondly, Jerome was pleased to report that Crimpy, Central Rocky Mountain Permaculture Institute, and Broken Ground just completed another permaculture design practicum in Boulder, Colorado at the Sacred Sanctuary. And this recent course, instructors and students collaborated to create a site design for the Sacred Sanctuary, incorporating permaculture principles. So if any of our listeners are interested in hosting a permaculture design practicum in the future uh, for a site in need of a greenhouse design, agroforestry design, or permaculture design, you can find contact information at crmpi.org or brokengroundpermaculture.com. So in closing, Amy, I wanted to ask you, what does fall or autumn signify for you as a purveyor of herbal medicine? Ooh, I love that. Of that question as we are like sinking into the um the darker cooler months and i feel like fall and winter for me i get a i get excited to come inward um physically and uh, and mentally um and plan and reflect lessons from last year and um i do a lot of seed processing um and a lot of prepping and planning and and also developing teaching materials. So it's a lovely time um, to still stay centered with the plants, just in a different way. That's awesome. Well, Amy Kush, thank you so much for your time today, um, taking time out of your busy schedule, saving the planet and healing the community. Thank you so much. You are such an exceptional grower, Vanessa, and and I just really admire the quality that you put behind, like, the work that you do and the interactions that you have, Um, and I really appreciate that, and it's something that I I aspire to to do. Thank you so much. Yeah. Our listeners can get in touch with Amy Kush and sign up for her newsletter by visiting berktabotanicals.com. Thank you to our listeners for joining us today. Once again, I'm your host, Vanessa Harmony of Colorado Edible Forest in Glenwood Springs. You can find my contact info at coloradoedibleforest.com. Tune in next month on KDNK on the third Monday in November at 4 p.m. for another episode of Living Permaculture. I'll talk to you then. I taste the milk and honey. Before all the streets are paved